as long as I have stayed singularly focused, I think is the best advice. Staying singularly focused, I think, has become most valuable to me in this season. Before they get in your business, be in charge of your business. Own it because it's your business, your business, business. Handle all of your business, value all of your business. You say your money, your business, my business. What's up, what's up, good people? Welcome back. Because if you was listening yesterday, you know that I had a conversation with Kirsten. That's my homie. You guys may know her as Kristen Ledlow, 10-year host at NBA TV, all of those good things. She's also the host of WNBA Weekly. Catch us this summer. We're going to be back at it again. Kristen and I have a conversation about a lot of things. I mean, like, what is it like being an analyst where whatever you say gets thrown back at you? That happens to us. So I talked to her about that. Also, she started a new business. She's a brand. She's a whole company now. She's everything for that company. Positionless. I talked to her about that. And also, look, when your favorite player gets traded, so do you. And Kristen got traded. We're going to talk all about it. Let's go! Okay, so if you guys hear me say Kirsten, you need to know that I'm talking about Kristen Ledlow, whom I love, works at NBA TV. You guys have probably seen her for at least the last 10 years, but she's also the host of WNBA Weekly with me. We'll be back, and I'm going to talk about that later, but welcome to the show, Kirsten. Thank you. I feel like I see you all the time, <laughs> and you're not actually talking to me. You're talking to an audience, so it's good to talk to you. I know. It's crazy. Like, we're in this space where I'm used to seeing you at work. It's like when you see your teacher outside yeah. of school. It's like, oh, my God, Kirsten. Maybe not teacher, because... Y'all might not like your teachers, but I digress. I like I see you outside of, and it's like, what? Well, you have a life outside of this, like outside of the scheduled time that we sit next to each other. Thanks. So let's get into it because let's start on the WNBA side because I know that you and Candace Parker are besties. So if you guys didn't know that, I don't know how you didn't know because if you watch WNBA Weekly at any point every week, you kind of let us know, hey. I rock with the Chicago sky. So I'm just curious because this happens from time to time, you know, so I just want to ask you and let you state it here just in case uh, you heard it here first. Uh, yes, are I you am now. moving? Are you traveling with, have you been yes. traded to? The I don't Aces? know what you're referring to. I am the biggest <laughs> Las Vegas aces fan that there is. And I always have been, so I'm not totally sure what it is that you're getting at here. Also, to be fair to me, despite my bias, I pretty well analyzed the Chicago Sky team that was not a one seed and yet won a title. Okay, so we can talk about my bias all you like. But you chose the winner is what you're saying. You That's all I'm saying is like, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Is fandom not supposed to be fun? I'm going where the winners are. So, but, but, but I should also point out, I'm also an Atlanta Dream fan. Like it's one A and one B. Okay. Because this is now my hometown of 10 years. And you, like, also, if you left, guess who I would report <laughs> Let's go! Whatever the next team was. Listen, this is no different than Lakers fans that used to be Cavs fans that went to Miami, that went back to the Cavs, that are now like, like, I love it. I'm here for the absolute fandom of it all because that's what makes the games great. 
Absolutely. And NBA fandom has long been built on its superstars, right? So why is it that we wouldn't, as WNBA fans, do the same thing? So here for it. So you guys heard it here first. Kirsten has now been traded from the Chicago Sky to the Las Vegas Aces. You'll hear all about it, I'm sure, this, this summer. And speaking of just elevating in stars in the in the league. Now we've seen how name image and likeness has exploded in the college spaces and now we're even seeing it elevating just with different things happening now in the WNBA. Number one draft pick Aaliyah Boston is signed with Adidas under the Ace Collection. Speaking of Candace, Aaliyah's deal was officially officially announced this week, but this makes her the highest paid WNBA rookie center in Adidas history. Now this like this is the largest ever footwear deal for a WNBA center in history. Right. So do you see now that trickle effect? Do you think we're going to see more deals like this? Or is this more of a only a superstar thing? But we're starting to see it spread across in the college space. Without a doubt, the game is changing in its entirety from the time that now, especially because of social media, these are 14, 15, 16-year-old girls that are becoming famous already by the time that they're grown women. And they're signing these shoe deals and they're already these national superstars so that by the time you get to the WNBA, it's like, oh, yeah, my, my shoe deal is coming with me. Right. I, which I love, because if you want to talk about investing in women and that the, the, the women's space is not just a, a less risky investment these days, but a worthwhile investment, then if you're one of these big shoe companies, you're one of these big fill in the blank kind of corporations that has the money that's looking for faces and looking to invest in these spaces, this is how you do it. I completely agree. It's so exciting because for someone like me, like I've been waiting on this breakthrough moment. Like we knew that the game was lit. Like we've already been fans of the game. So we knew the product was there. We knew that right, the, the product's good. Right. Nothing needed to like, we didn't have to change the product. Like there's hoopers, like in hoopers hoop. And so I'm so excited because what happened last year with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, it's like, this is exactly what needed to happen in a sense of all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like yeah. people saying their opinions because it brought forth the conversation of the why nots and all of the other things. And so we've been waiting on this breakthrough to happen and it's finally starting to just show itself. And I'm just like ecstatic. Right, because the proof is in the numbers, right? Like the product is good and the people want more of it. So it's not about whether or not if you build it, they'll come. It's been built. They're here. They're waiting. So like, what, what is it that we're going to do next is the only question. And then let's hop to the NBA right quick, since we do that for a living as well, like the shifts in the night that we talked about. So now there's something that, because I love that you've been the same as me in a sense of, from the beginning to the end of the season, you've been covering the NBA. Now, I think the Lakers have had maybe three different lives this whole NBA season in a sense of the beginning of the season, everyone was angry and rightfully so that the Lakers kept being shown on national television. Everybody was like, why are they on TV when they have one of the worst records? Oh, they tweet at me as if like I have some power over the games that we display on our air. Like I didn't, I don't know. I'm not in these meetings. All right. Facts. And that's a good PSA too. Like y'all be mad sometimes at things that we can't control. The wrong people. Right. Yeah. Sometimes the topics, like we might be given a topic Topic, and then we are told to give our opinion on the topic. But I digress. So here's the thing. The Lakers have had, I would say, multiple lives throughout the seasons. It was the 
why are they on TV life? And then there was the life where it was like, well, there's hope. Maybe they can rise to maybe number six in the West and make it. Now they're on to a life. And just so you guys know, we're recording this on a Tuesday, two days before game five. But now we're at the life where they're in the Western Conference semis. <laughs> well, I'm like... I'm I'm like, wait a second, hang on. Like our our dear friend, Chris Haynes, is giving a report last night that it is like, uh, so the Lakers have already had discussions within the organization that if they were to win a championship this season, they would extend a ring to players <laughs> who have been on the roster. So Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly would all be extended a ring. And I'm like, when did we get here? What? Like, what? And yet we're here. Like, it's an appropriate conversation at this Very. point. But uh, it's like, what? Uh, we're, we're genuinely considering this Lakers team as a championship contender this season, like the same season that we that people said that they need to just blow the whole team up and just forget about it. I heard a lot of trade AD. And look, I have to say rightfully so, because that's why I say that, that there were different lives because right. that was a literal different team. Six people were traded now onto that team that are vital pieces of that team. But that brings me to the conversation of being on television and having to give takes and then how how they could age poorly. Oh, and they age so poorly <laughs> these days. And to top it off, like people, if you say anything that is even remotely bold, people clip it off and just wait, like for something different to happen <laughs> that reminds them that you weren't correct. They want to send you that ether back like, this, is this you? Well, and it, it's like, Okay, I get it. But like, did anyone really think, not even in October, but right around Christmas, that we would be discussing the Lakers as a championship contender? No. But we're on the TV Lakers fans aside. Right. So it's like, don't tweet that at me. I know what I said. This is a different team. Yeah. So I just had to, because it's so funny because people don't care. But when you're on TV and you're talking about the state of what something is, that whole state of mind could literally change. And we now have our records or our tape, which y'all are going to bring back at us. So be kind is all. I know you're not going to, I'm just saying nobody could have predicted that. We're Thank you. Here. And everybody talks about like championships where you got to put an asterisk next to their name. And it's like, Oh, well, you got to remember that so-and-so was hurt or this was a lockout season, or this was the start of the pandemic. Okay. Well, you got to put asterisks next to some of our takes as well. Whoa. Right. Like this. Okay. Well, six players were traded after she made that statement. So that Thank you. is no longer right. valid. Give it some context. Thank All you. Right. I knew you I would feel. feel me. If nobody else would, I knew you would feel me. And then, so we're talking about businesses and you started a business from scratch. Like when I say no joke from just the bottom up, like started from the bottom. Now we hear you did that with positionless, which is a gender neutral vintage varsity style exclusively for babies, toddlers, and kids. It's sustainable, ethically made, consciously crafted by grown-ups in the USA. Come on, Kirsten, with the... Now, like, I want to know, like, how does it feel now to be the CEO, PR, marketing team, all the things, social media manager? You know that. <laughs> because you, like every single one of my friends, got the same text message that is like, so here's this thing I did, and also I'm bootstrapping the PR, which means I'm asking you to support it because I don't totally know how to do a press release. Um, <laughs> so thank you. I am all of the things now yes but I, I think that's what's so cool is how often have we 
said that word positionless just in the last couple of seasons that we've covered the game together, right? The game has been completely changed because of the positionless concept, because of somebody like LeBron who we're talking about, who can do every single thing just as well as the very next thing. He's just as good or better at being a point guard than a classic point guard. He's just as good or better at being, and you can fill in any position to the end of that sentence and he can do it. And thus the game has changed. And as I was thinking a lot last summer is when I, I thought, of, so we're coming up on the year mark of it being an idea and now it being stuff that's almost in your hands. It's coming close. It's almost in at your house. Yeah, because I put an order in, okay? <laughs> I love you for. Um, I was thinking about that concept itself because it's really wild. You mentioned I've done the same job for 10 years. To sit there as a 25-year-old and to sit there as a 35-year-old and to have gone through all of what life has held for a decade, right? And to be solely a sports broadcaster. That is all that I ever wanted to be. And great at it. Oh, thank you. But but then to become a wife and a mother and a, and, and so many things outside of, so it's like, wait, how, I'm still sitting in this same seat and yet somehow everything has changed. And this concept of positionless was so intriguing to me. And I was obviously inspired by the birth of my son and loved just the feeling of those old washed and worn kind of vintage varsity state, you know, the kind of sweatshirt that you throw on like before you'd go to school in the morning because you're like shooting in the driveway to just get a couple of extra shots up before you know you've got an algebra test in seventh grade or whatever. <laughs> like it's a very specific memory, but that's one of my right. And, and I think by nature, like kids don't have the kind of clothes that feel like that because they grow out of them before they've been washed and worn. And so um, fortunately, I reached out to, well, I did a lot of Googling because I don't know how to do any of this and uh, reached out to some already in this industry I know nothing about who were working in these kind of spaces and who had done similar things for adults. And I'm like, well, could we make those in little sizes? I love it. <laughs> and so that was where it was. Uh, that was that was that was the idea behind all of it. That's what inspired it. But I'm mostly proud of, at least I hope anyway. Um, you know, after 10 years worth of people watch the jobs we do, right? So like, like you mentioned, they can they can they can judge them really easily, really quickly, and, and tell you how they feel about how you do your job. But what I hope when it's all said and done is at the very least I was known for working in excellence and for working um, ethically and for caring deeply about the people that I was working with and for and around. And every bit of this brand is that and that's what makes me prouder than anything that wow. it's created here in the u.s that adults are working on it using fair labor practices that are documented that it's sustainable organic and recycled cotton like it's just a cool thing that from start to finish to me it's like this this was done really really well and i wouldn't have wanted to do it any other way not just because of the way that i work but because it's something that was inspired by my son and this new season of my life and that to me is what kind of sums it all sums it all up right i love that because you're right you're not going to do something halfway if you're doing it in honor of your babies you're not going to give them the worst version <laughs> of whatever it is right or the cheaply made version you know what one thing that i want to be really proud of is like 
the the nicest thing that he's got hanging in his closet has his mom's name on the tag. Talk your talk. That's so, I mean, and even in the world of fashion, like we know the tunnel walks of the world. Like, you know, like we know the the dads and their babies and the moms and their babies wearing matching outfits and having outfits that look similar in situations like that. Of course, it's a win, positionless. And so I'm curious though, because we talked about being, an entrepreneur and all those different things, but we know those come with challenges. Everybody loves good shark tank episode. And we know that when you start from something from scratch, there is going to be those things you have to overcome. So what has been like one of your biggest challenges so far getting positionless off the ground? It has to be the reality that this isn't the only thing on my plate. When I was pursuing the career I'm known for (laughs) a decade ago, it was all that was ahead of me. It was all, I was singularly focused on this one thing. Now I'm trying to create something that is also the best version of that thing. And yet I'm having to do it all during nap times for my toddler (laughs) so that I can spend quality time with him before I inevitably have to shower and pack and change and leave for my actual job. So the biggest challenge has been determining how to fit it all in without sacrificing the quality time that I want to spend with the one who inspired it, right? Because his inspiring some big, great, grand idea, it's not gonna mean a ton to him if it means that it takes his mom away, right? Right. So that's been the biggest challenge is just figuring out how do I do all of this with the hours allotted, (laughs) but without taking those hours away from him during this one very small and short season when he's as small as he is. That's crazy, yes, because he's changing so fast. So what is your advice then on the flip side of that? I mean, you're doing it during nap time, you're doing it during those other times. And so what's your advice for working mompreneurs that are also working a full-time job and still sure, like, can you give me some before I give it to the audience because like, you like, are, let's go. <laughs> like what? oh man <laughs> when I have some I'll write it down and you know <laughs> uh, when, <laughs> because I mean you launched like you got it off the ground at a certain point it went from being an idea right yeah it went from like being an idea to a thing that exists which is it's overwhelming in so many ways I've used this analogy before, but I think it's the one that's become the driving force in my life now. When you think of the word balance, kind of what would you literally think of? Like one of those balancing scales, right? Yes. And um, I thought many, many times about seasons of my life where work was the heavier side of that that balancing scale, right? And now life outside of it is 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 much... <laughs> much more significant, much more heavy. Um, And so it's hard to say that balance is the key in any of this because balance implies that there are two entities of like equal weight or somewhat equal weight. When in reality, right now in my life, there's nothing that's that's close to mothering this little boy that is currently napping. Um, (laughs) And so I think that my greatest advice is in the same way that I said I was singularly focused on becoming this one thing, a sports broadcaster, more than a decade ago. Um, I'm still singularly focused now, but it's on what's most valuable to me. And when that stays at the forefront of my mind, 
the rest of the day can be scheduled accordingly. And if it means that maybe I get a little bit less sleep or I had to get a little bit up, you know, up a little bit earlier or or perhaps work instead of nap while he's napping or maybe work a little bit later than I thought I was going to or whatever it is, I'd rather sacrifice some of myself than some of these days with him. And so I think that to me has become just the, again, the driving force behind this season of my life is I'm still singularly focused. I just have a lot more to fill into the remaining gaps of my day. So as long as I keep that focus, that this is inspired by you, it is for you, which means that the rest of my day needs to be arranged accordingly, it's all become a lot easier. It's when that balance has gotten out of whack that I feel overwhelmed and exhausted and burnt out. But as long as I have stayed singularly focused, I think is the best advice that I have to be like, the one most important thing is that the, it's the driving factor. It's, it's the, it's the, it's what gets you there, not just, not just from like idea to a thing you're holding, but also like all of the steps in between all of the days that are required to, it's like that right there, staying singularly focused, I think has become most valuable to me in this season. Rashawn Williams mentioned something about athletes have that ability to stay a certain level of that. I think the word you said singularly focused, I think he said like bioptic focus or something where that's a thing where when you lock yourself in on a goal, it's not that nothing else doesn't matter. No, that's it's just a perfect that way to put that. Cause think about like your life, like you, you have so many things on your plate. Now you also have been a champion at the highest level of the game that you started playing when you were a little girl. Right. And at some point you had to figure out how, well, okay, I'm also going to school, which means I got to pass classes. I got to be here at a certain time and on time. And I got it, but everything else, fell into place when it came to your days and ultimately your months and your years because you wanted to be a champion, right? But that included excelling in school, that included yes. calling my parents, being a good daughter. Right. Yes, that's it. It affected the way that you ate. It affected yes. the way that you planned everything. So to me, it's still that. It's just not train. I mean, you know, I'm obviously out, not out here running sprints. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that it's that this is the way that I want you to remember being raised by me. So if I am singularly focused on that, everything else, the way that I manage my days that become my years is going to stem from that. I love that. All right. I want to ask you some putting you on the spot, getting some picks going down to I love everything about that. You guys should take that nugget, by the way, because that was amazing. Like singular focus is how you achieve the goals, set goals and achieve them. I want to get some of your picks for now. We're into basically the final four. We have Philly versus Boston. How you feeling? What's your picks? What you thinking? I think ultimately the Celtics are going to win that series. Um, not the least of which is because of their championship level experience. But I think when it comes down to it, like, have you caught yourself watching these games, even when they're close between these two teams in the final couple of possessions, you watch the Sixers have an opportunity. You watch the Celtics have an opportunity. Like, hasn't your mind just gone to, man, Celtics just have so many more weapons. Yeah, the Celtics went on an 11-0 run to close out the Hawks and finish out that series. So just the way they finished the games, you're right. I have noticed that. Phoenix, Denver. I, you see, the, 
<laughs> like, if you would have had this conversation, right, what, like, six days ago, then, you know, this is the kind of stuff people clip off and then they... This is the kind of stuff I'm trying to get your clips, Kirsten. So then, they, right, exactly. So then it's like, <laughs> look who she picked. Um, I think that I am leaning Phoenix at this point. I think that they have the momentum in the series. I think that they have stronger individual players at each position. And ultimately, I think that wins out. I actually think at this point, they're likely going to represent the West in the NBA Finals. Wow. Boom. There it is. Okay. There's the clip right there. And then Miami. Throw it back at me 10 days from now. Miami, <laughs> New York. What you feeling? I I mean, I, I right. This one's done, right? Yeah, it's pretty much done. So you got... Yeah, I mean, I hate to put it so bluntly because uh, <laughs> you got friends. That particular fan base has been less than kind on the internet. Oh no! Um, so she just put it nicely. You're going with Miami. Yeah. So I, th- I mean, I think there's always a chance the Knicks come back, but it seems to me they keep <laughs> have the edge in the series. All right, what you got? Lakers, Golden State. This is the one right here. I'm telling you, I thought. Really up until last, I mean, you mentioned when we're recording this, so this is all relative to when we're having this conversation, but I thought up until last night, they were up by what, double figures in like the third quarter still. Yep. And then lost by three. I really still thought up until last night, we could be looking at the Warriors potentially defending their title. Um, I just don't know, though, at this point. But I don't... <laughs> I think I'm trying to talk myself into it because in a ton of ways, I feel very emotionally attached, not only to LeBron and not necessarily these Lakers, but to, to Steph and to Clay. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. This has been like the entirety of my coverage of the NBA has been of these guys, right? So I fit, so it's really hard, I think, in the same way that we talk about the WNBA and it's like I can't make a, an unbiased call when it comes to Candace. I kind of feel that way about the guys playing in this series. Like it's, it's hard and weird and I have an inappropriate emotional, you know what? <laughs> um, but I, I, I do still think that the Warriors have a chance, not in the same way that I'm saying it for the Knicks, you know? Like yeah. I do still think the Warriors have a chance because two of the last three games are going to be in San Francisco, which means... So you think it's going to be a game seven? I still do. Okay. I still do. I'm just going to relieve you of this because it, it was a real struggle. So I'm just going to leave it at you. Think there's going to be a game seven. We don't know what's going to happen if in that game seven. If it goes to seven, the Warriors win it. If the Lakers want to win this series, they've got to do it in games five or six. Boom. Got it. Okay. Let me get some quick picks right here. We know we're super early, but everybody does it. They already say who they think is going to pick NCAA champions. But I'm curious your WNBA early picks. This is not me being biased. This is like, I mean, the aces are the obvious choice, (laughs) right? This is not that, listen, this is not the same as two years ago when I was trying to convince everybody that the sky could still win a championship and nobody (laughs) believed me until like the night they did. No, this is like, come on. We've put together a super team in Las Vegas. Aces (laughs) are my early. We, I'm talking about... Kristen has been traded, honey. I love yes. the week. I'm like, listen, what, listen what we have done. All right. What? Like, Early pick about. for MVP. MVP. Oh, lifelong Aces fan. Um, <laughs> MVP season. Who could have an MVP season? Yeah, there's there's options out there. There are. And I don't think it will be anyone in Vegas because I think that there's just going to be too much good to go around. 
Mm-hmm. That usually happens on super teams. Right. Yeah. I could see someone who is not necessarily psyched about an aces super team forming and determines, all right, well then perhaps this is my season instead. I could see Stewie doing something okay. like this in a New season. York, like I mean, one. those are the two teams that when you talk about you pick aces as the champs, a lot of people are thinking the finals are going to be a New York. Which is why I kind of think maybe this is a good because she's got to be thinking the same way, like, because really the conversation is Vegas, right? And so it could be like an MVP level season to get, you know what I mean? Like, to, like it's not just them, it's us too, right? Like, let me show, I haven't shown you yet everything that I've got. So perhaps. Love that. All right. And then which team do you just think is going to be like low key good? Like the Atlanta dream. This is where I'm going to end. This is where we leave you. I genuinely, I just, I I will wrap up our conversation with this because I know that you've got to move on and I know that I can be long-winded and I can talk to you specifically for hours on end. But what you have done, and I want to leave you with this, in just, how many, how long has it been? Two, Two years? Two years. We've been here two years. What you have done, starting with the culture of that franchise, and going from top to bottom, every single position in every possible office down to your point guard, you have made radical change for the better. And it's been such a stunning thing to witness as a sports fan living in Atlanta myself. It's become one of the hottest tickets in town, one of the very best shows that you could spend your time and your money on. And to watch the ways in which you have taken care of every element of that Atlanta Dream franchise gives me no doubt that this team will not only be competitive now, but contend in the future. Listen, y'all, man, this is the homie right here i appreciate it so much it's a team over there like i was i think we have a super team in the front office and we're like i just think that like who's leading the charge thank you so much because i'm honestly so proud of everything happening here didn't even ask her to say that y'all but i know it's probably gonna feel like that anyway but i'm just telling you guys like these are we are we talk about women's sports all the time off air on WNBA weekly we're gonna be back for WNBA weekly this summer Thoughts, feelings. I'm excited just to be hanging with Kirsten again. <laughs> I know. I feel the same way. That's literally the only, like, that's the main reason to go to work, right? To get to hang out and do cool stuff with people you like. Doing hood rat things with my friends. So, you guys, Kirsten, thank you so much for joining us here on Book Thank you again. Thanks for having me. Singular focus. I love, love, love that she said that the winning recipe was singular focus. Nothing changes. She still wants to be the best broadcaster she can be. She still wants to be the best mom she can be. She still wants to be the best businesswoman she can be, but she's singularly focused on building her brand, focused on making sure that as she builds her brand, she doesn't take away from the time with her kids. I don't know, but something about that is very athlete like I mean we have a singular focus every year to win a championship as we talked about so you need to decide what is your singular focus and what is that in your regular life because I feel like what she gave that advice she was talking to mompreneurs but everybody can use that what is your singular focus all right I'll see y'all next week where it's a generational thing we 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.